Wake up, West Georgia. It's time for the podcast powered by Coffee and Mountain Dew. The Morning Five with Bryce Sparling and Billy Lindahl. Wake up, West Georgia. It's time for your favorite morning podcast. It is the Morning Five for Thursday, July 20th, 2023. And as always, it's brought to you by the Perry and Lawyers. Nobody wakes up thinking, man, I hope I hire a lawyer today. But hey, life happens. Don't call one of those big law firms with overused slogans and thousands of billboards. We have a top-notch law firm right here in West Georgia. The Perrion Lawyers with offices in Carrollton and Bremen. Personal injury, workman's comp, and everything in between. Find them at callcadenow.com. That's C-A-L-L-C-A-D-E-N-O-W.com. Local lawyers, catchy slogans, a few billboards, big results. Christ, we are 14 days. We are two weeks away from the NFL, 15 days from high school football, and 37 days away from college foosball. It is right around the corner. When does, uh, do you know off the top of your head when the first episode of Hard Knocks comes out? Typically, it'll come out about uh, a week and a half after camp starts. That's what I was thinking. Let's see. Two. New York Jets fans will turn up and tune in on Tuesday in August. So I guess the first Tuesday in August doesn't have an actual date. One, two, no, it couldn't couldn't be that. I don't know. So it's either the first or the eighth. I think is the um, and the eighth. Here it is. Yep. Uh, Five-episode series kicks off Tuesday, August 8th at 10 p.m. on HBO. So there we go. August 8th. That's the countdown. So we got preseason, the Hall of Fame game, starting in 14 days, exactly two weeks, and Hard Knocks starting on August 8th. I can't wait for that. I mean, I'm a huge Hard Knocks fan, especially this year. They're going to be up in the Jets. That's going to be awesome. Yeah, Yeah, it is. It's going to be fantastic. Can't wait. Uh, today is also National Fortune Cookie Day. What's the biggest fortune cookie you've ever had? I don't know, man. I haven't had a fortune cookie in a long time. I love fortune cookies. I remember the first time getting a fortune cookie as a little kid. I didn't know there was a fortune in it. I didn't know there was a piece of paper in it. I took a big bite out of it and like ate half the paper and ate my fortune. I don't know if that was a bad omen or not. Um, that sounds like you. Yeah, yeah. I just took a big old bite of it and uh, there goes the fortune. Uh, but yeah, I'm a big, I'm a fan of fortune cookies. I haven't had one in a long, long time though. They are pretty tasty. It's also National Lollipop Day. Uh, yeah, I'm not a big fan of lollipops. I don't. Yeah. No, no, I, I don't go out of my way to get lollipops. I, you know, I'll eat one, like laying around or something. Um, but uh, but yeah, hey, I'm you. not a, I'm not a big fan of, but not a big fan of lollipops. Okay. Last night, unfortunately, the Braves continued their downward trend um, after losing the first series coming back from from the uh, All-Star break. Uh, They've lost two series back-to-back. Not a good trend. Braves fall to the Diamondbacks last night, 5-3. Acuna and Riley had the lone RBIs. Riley with a absolute bomb. 450-plus feet again last night. Charlie Borden, five and two thirds, four earned and four K's in his outing. He didn't look terrible, but it just it just seemed like the Diamondbacks were just eating away at him pretty much the entire night. Yeah, I mean this is this is the sort of outing I guess you I've sort of expect out of Morton. You know, I mean I know his his last three outings have been absolutely masterclasses. 
Um, and he's, he's pitched really well in the month of July. Uh, but the month of, I think the month of June is sort of more a good representation of what we're going to get out of Morton. Most of his pit, most of his outings in the month of June was somewhere between five and six innings pitched, and most of them gave up between three and four and runs. And I, I think that is, I think that is what we're going to see out of Morton. That's not, that's not bad. That's not, you know, it, Braves have enough firepower that they should be able to stay up with teams when Morton has outings like that. Um, the first three outings he had in July were just absolutely dominance, just complete dominance. Uh, but I think what you right. saw out of Morton last night, I think that's sort of gonna be where Morton falls this year um he can have stretches like he's had the past three starts where he goes out and and just you know goes seven innings and doesn't allow hardly a hit at all uh but I think last night is is more par for the course for what we're gonna see from Charlie Morton most this year most than this year uh, which isn't a bad thing you know five and two thirds four and runs that's not that's not horrible that's not great but that's not horrible that's that's a that's probably a middle of the road uh, type start and he's one of those guys he's a veteran guy that when it gets to the playoffs and it matters more he can you know turn it on and turn it up and uh strike out the astros with a broken leg so you know I, i'm not i'm not worried about the outing um the offense just should have provided a little bit more for morton last night yeah the defense continues to falter too um it's not been a good good group of uh games for the defense um obviously you know the what was it a couple games ago that um snit pulled um rosario yeah because of defense um so i mean the defense has been like ailing the past couple of, of games and and i saw that one of the plays last night um acuna just kind of let one bounce over his glove and went into into the stands um it's just not what we're so accustomed to with the with the Braves defense so it's been kind of weird uh Braves will finish up their their series with the Diamondbacks today at 12 20 first pitch um some other good news uh Max Fried's throwing in Gwinnett tonight let's go um likely coming off the DL and starting next week maybe in Boston yeah that's the uh that that's the idea that's the guesstimation at the moment we got two games up in boston next week july 25th and 26th a tuesday wednesday um they think they might start him there uh but I, that that's what did nothing official that's what's what people online have been saying i think it would be much more likely that he would get a start the following series when we have a weekend set with the brewers at yeah. home um that makes more sense to me as he starts there so that, um, and there's he's still on like a pitch count right now so it I, I don't foresee him not having one tonight in Gwinnett and then going back out and being fine to pitch whenever he wants to and it, with the Braves next week you know what I mean yeah yeah but if, if he goes tonight in Gwinnett that would give him one two three four that would give him five off days uh and then you know, throw him out there for the opening of the series versus Milwaukee on a Friday night at the TP. Yeah. yeah, I liked it. Bryce, uh, can I interest you in becoming a minority owner of the Braves? Oh, yeah. I'm at the yes. I'm interested in that. That'd be awesome. Atlanta Braves stock went live yesterday. So you can actually own stock in, in the Atlanta Braves. 
Um, I was looking at the stock prices yesterday. They were only $44. Yeah, it's not bad. And there's an A and a B stock, or an A and a C stock, I think, in, like... Right now. And then the B stock will go live today, I think. Yeah, and from what I saw yesterday, now, I'm, I'm assuming I was looking at this wrong, but the A stock was, like, $40-something, and the B, and the C stock was, like, $55. Which yeah. doesn't make any sense, because the A stock, you get more of a say in the team or I don't know what it is but I'm going to pick up I'm going to pick up some stock I think that's really cool that the you can own stock in the Braves it's like being a Packers fan you know how long have Packers fans been able to hold stock in their team um, you know your voice doesn't matter it, it won't matter but it's a, it's a cool little thing to have and it's something neat to say like hey I, I own part of the Braves <laughs> yeah you do yeah yeah I, I like the idea yeah. honestly I think it's a cool thing yep I'll pick up a, I'll pick a pick up a couple things of stocking uh last night the braves also set another milestone uh they tied the rockies i forget what year the rockies did it but they tied the rockies for the most 450 foot home runs hit in one season and the braves, braves have done that in half a season so one more 450 foot home run this season and they will have set the record for the most 450 foot home runs hit in a single baseball season and this is without a humidor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Bryce. Uh, with the high school football season 15 days away, the Atlanta Touchdown Club has sent out a preseason all-star team. Now, this is across all plat- like all classifications. Okay. So, unfortunately, though, for us. Well, not unfortunately, but three of our, our local team or three of our local kids has made this all-star team. It's an all-state team, essentially, for the Atlanta Touchdown Club across all classifications, but this only was in 7A. Julian Lewis made it as a quarterback. Caleb Odom made it as a, was it a wide receiver or tight end? Uh, tight end. He was tight end. Okay. And then Bryce Hicks made it as an athlete. So congratulations to Lewis Odom and Hicks from Carrollton on making the preseason all-star team because that's huge, honestly. Like when you get it, when you get these preseason accolades, that's a big thing. And you know, being able to talk with Juju, Caleb, and, and Bryce on Saturday, it was it was really good. They're very humble, you know, very humble kids. Um, they're good to talk to. That they don't shy away from you know talking with the media, which is which is cool. So. Um, Looking forward to seeing what they can uh, accomplish this year uh, down at Grisham Stadium. And you know who else made that uh, all that touchdown club Atlanta's 2023 preseason all-star team at quarterback? Uh, Dylan Raiola. Yeah, Dylan Ravioli made it up in Buford, but another guy that made it. Oof. Kid that Carrollton's going to see week one of the season. Oh, the kid from uh, Langston Hughes? Air Nolan, yeah. The Langston Hughes quarterback. Yeah, they're going to see him, so... Uh, Two of the three 2023 preseason all-star quarterbacks for the Atlanta Touchdown Club will see each other in week one. That'll be a that'll be a pretty neat matchup. I, I, I haven't seen when defense is coming out. I know they, they released the offense, but I haven't seen the uh, I haven't seen the defensive list yet from, from the Atlanta Touchdown Club. Um, you know, you look through this list and there's not a lot of small schools on here. You know what I mean? Like it's it's all five, six, or seven A schools. Like if you're four A or below, I don't think I don't think off the top of my head they have any four A or below teams on here. Um, 
I'd have to go through and look at each one, but it's yeah, it's all it's all five, six, or seven A schools, so that's kind of yeah, that's, that, that's kind of odd. But it is really the, the yeah. touchdown club. Yeah, yeah. But congratulations to those three uh, those three Trojans. Um, and we got a we had an update on another Trojan later in the podcast, doing some awesome stuff up in Fargo as well. And we. He's he's a champion. Dude is an a dude champion. It's a monster and a champion of life. Absolutely champion of life. Billy, let's get to the Big Ten preview though. We wrap up the Big Ten today with Penn State, Purdue, Michigan, and the Ohio State University. Let's head over to the Nittany Lions first with 14 returning starters and a couple of rising stars in quarterback Drew Aller and running backs Nicholas Singleton and Catron Allen. Penn State is poised to push Michigan and Ohio State from the top spot in the Big Ten this fall. The Nittany Lions need to restock the receiving core, but the offense received a boost when left tackle Olu Fashanu opted to return for the 2023 season instead of going to the NFL draft. Penn State's defense ranked among the best in the Big Ten last year and provided replacements emerging at tackle and quarterback this unit should remain in the top of uh, the top of the conference and probably the top 10 in the nation in defense in 2023 if penn state can get past west virginia in game one of the season it likely sets up a battle of the undefeateds on october 21st in columbus ohio i love the depth penn state brings into this year with a lot of returning veteran starters i think nine and three is a conservative guesstimation for where Penn State's going to end the regular season at. I wouldn't be surprised though if they increase that winning uh, that winning total to 10 or 11 uh, and possibly possibly knock off the Big Ten champion from last year to represent the Big Ten East in the uh, conference title game. I like Penn State a lot this year. Okay. Yeah, I, I like I've always liked uh, James Franklin. Same. Same. Even when he was down here at Bain. Um, I like I like how he coaches, you know. So I wouldn't be surprised if Penn State does what, what you're saying. Uh, next up, we got the Purdue Boilermakers. Big changes are on the way for Purdue in 2023. Uh, new coach Ryan Walters and new quarterback Hudson Card uh, both have big shoes to fill after the Boilermakers played in the Big Ten title game last year. Walters arrives after a successful stint at Illinois as a defensive coordinator. But there's work to be done on uh, both sides of the ball, um, especially on defense, because there's just four returning starters on defense from a, from a team a year ago. New OC Graham Harrell has a tough act to follow as well, but his offense last year at West Virginia was balanced, averaged 30 points per game, 227 passing yards and 171 rushing yards. That's the type of balance you need to be successful in college football. Uh, Texas transfer Hudson Card. Uh, last year is the front runner to replace the departed Aiden O'Connell as a starting quarterback. The return of Debek Maccabi, a former walk-on who rushed for almost a thousand yards last year, should spark the run game and seniors TJ Sheffield and Mershon Rice of the top two receiving uh, targets from a year ago. The new 37-year-old head coach Ryan Walters will bring a 3-4 scheme to Purdue after having success playing four linebackers at Illinois under Walters, the Illini had the best scoring defense and the third best total defense in the country last season. That Illini defense was uh, was a force to be reckoned with all year last year, and Ryan Walters hopes he can bring that over to Purdue. 
Uh, Purdue is coming off its first Big Ten West Division title and has made bowl trips in each of its past two seasons, going 17-10 and 10 during that span. I don't see them making it back to the Big Ten uh, Conference title game this year. Not going to have as much success. I think it's going to be a bit of a rebuilding year for the Boilermakers. I see them somewhere around 6-6. Six and six. I think they're about a 500 team this year. That sucks. Yeah, yeah. It, it does. Especially... Especially for new head coach uh, Ryan Walters, uh, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a growing pains type year for Purdue. Uh, now let's head over to the team up north. Uh, Ohio State and Penn State are contenders for the college football playoff, but the path to the Big Ten title once again runs through Ann Arbor in 2023. Uh, Michigan has made steady gains under coach uh, Jim Harbaugh over the last two seasons, with the next stop being a trip to the national championship game. Look for Michigan to continue its physical style of play this fall with quarterback J.J. McCarthy back in the saddle for his junior season. And along with him returns All-American running back Blake Corum, who is an absolute dude, and his sidekick Donovan Edwards. Corum is back after suffering a torn meniscus and sprained MCL in his left knee last November. I hate Michigan. I hate the Wolverines. I hope that young man comes back fully healthy and is able to play college football this year because as much as I hate the maize and blue, he is an absolute joy to watch, and the kid is a stud, and he has Sundays, uh, playing on Sundays in his future. Um, the Wolverines are looking Yeah, the Wolverines are looking to build off the season in which they ranked sixth nationally in total defense. The team is deeper and more experienced on the interior, led by tackles Mason Graham and the bulked-up Chris Jenkins. I saw pictures of him. Uh, in spring practice, and the dude looks like he put on 30 pounds of solid muscle. Uh, and coordinator Jesse Minter is calling on senior Braden McGregory to step up and replace departed edge rusher Mike Morris, who was the Big Ten defensive lineman of the year last year. Michigan will rely uh, heavily on a rotating cast of characters to help make do with Mike Morris's departure. Michigan should be the favorites to win the Big Ten and reach the college football playoff again for a third consecutive season. The offense will be just as physical and as dangerous in the ground, and the defense should be just as strong, if not better, than it was a year ago. I got Michigan at 11-1. I wouldn't be shocked to see them 12-0, winning the Big Ten title and going into the college football playoffs. Hate it. Yeah, I do too. Hate it. I understand where you're coming from. Still hate it. Yeah. Um, I'd rather I'd rather be able to come on this podcast and say Michigan's going to be 0-12 next year and be a uh, dog crap team and lose by 30 every single weekend but they're they're a solid now, team man i'll say th- i'll say this if at 11 and 1 and we're the one loss i'll be happy <laughs> <laughs> so getting to us getting to ohio state ohio state comes into the season uh looking to stop a two-year skid of losing to michigan no matter what the success is outside of that game ryan day has not yet proved that he can win the most important game on his schedule uh, junior Kyle McCord is the odds-on favorite right now to win the open competition at quarterback, but Devin Brown will be ready if McCord can't seize the moment. The running backs are led by slippery Trayvon, Travion Henderson and Mayan Williams, uh, who, in my opinion, are not the two best running backs on the roster. The best running back on the roster is Dallin Hayden, but Travion and Mayan will be the one and two back, I'd assume, to start the year. The duo combined for almost 1,400 uh, rushing yards last year and 21 touchdowns. And then there's the gold mine, a wide receiver led by Marvin Harrison Jr., simply one of the top performers in college football, fluid route runner with idle hands. Marvin Harrison Jr. will line up all over the field and attempt to compete and an attempt to keep defenses flustered. 
Emeka Abuka is ready for another productive campaign as well, while senior Julian Fleming continues to excel. I forgot Fleming was still there. I forgot Julian Fleming was still on this roster. I feel like he's been there for 10 yeah. years, uh, but he'll be there with one of the most talented receiving cores in the nation. Coordinator Jim Knowles made improvements to the defense in 2022 with his 4-2-5 look, but the unit was gashed in losses to Michigan and Georgia for a tune of 43.5 points per game and 8.9 yards allowed per play uh, in those two setback games. That's just 8.9. It's almost a first down per play. Like you can't have that. Uh, OSU was far from dominant up front last season, but ends Jack Sawyer and JT Tuamololo have 13 and a half career sacks and the interior can be disruptive when Michael Hall Jr. as its leading force. The Buckeyes ended the season with back-to-back losses for the first time since 2011. For the Buckeyes to return to contention, the defense has to find a pass rush mojo and make more timely plays. A new quarterback in questions about the offensive line would disqualify most programs from national contention, but that is uh, not where Ohio State is. There is still plenty of talent on both sides of the ball to push them towards a possible Big Ten championship and birth into the college football playoffs. I'll be honest with you, folks. I don't see that happening. I don't see Ohio State winning the Big Ten. Uh, I think Ohio State's going to be somewhere around 10-2 and two this year. Yeah, and, and the fact of the matter is we're changing offensive coordinator, too. Yeah. Let's not forget about that. Yeah, We're changing um, offensive coordinators to a guy who's never called offense before. Yeah. So this is this is going to be an interesting thing. I'm not sure if it'll he'll call it constantly, um, but we'll see how that works out. Yeah, that's the 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 official word is Ryan Day will have the ability to nix calls essentially. Um, so when uh, when Hartline calls it in to whoever the quarterback is, whenever he gets the gets the call down. Ryan Day will have the headset on, hear the offensive call, and Ryan Day will have last say-so on if that is a approved play or a disapproved play. So we'll okay. see. I don't have much faith in our Buckeyes this year. I think we go – we have three big games, Notre Dame, Penn State, and Ohio State, and I think we go one and two in those games. I don't know which ones we lose, but I think we go one and two in those big games. After seeing after seeing what Devin Brown and Kyle McCord could not do in the, in the spring season – in the spring game um, – it might be a long, it might be a long year for our Buckeyes. Both of them look terrible. All right. Well, tell me about the Marine South scoreboard from last night. Marine South scoreboard from last night in the NL East. We have the Brewers beating the Phillies five to three. Mets beating the White Sox five to one. Cards beating the Marlins six to four, and the Cubbies beating the Nationals eight to three. On the Smiths floor coverings, games and events calendar for tonight. In the NL East, only three games. Brewers at Phillies at 12.35. White Sox at Mets at 110. And then our Bravitos go up against Arizona and try to stop a four-game losing skid at 12.20 today. Strider versus Galen. Bryce, you need another cup of coffee? Yes, sir, I do indeed. Another cup of coffee brought to you by Realtor Hannah Strawn with the Robert Goolsby Real Estate Group. Jacob Levy, our guy, becomes just the ninth 16U Fargo champ in the state of Georgia's history with a 15-9 win over Martinson from Iowa last night. Congratulations to Jacob Levy. He is a champion of life. Absolutely immense champion. Just a monster out there. It's like wrestling a bear. 
dude is an absolute wagon. Won the one state in Georgia, went up to Virginia Beach, and I think placed in what the top four, the top six there. Um, made All-American up there, then goes up to Fargo, wins the 16U champion. He's an All-American up in Fargo. Uh, Kid is an absolute monster, and the thing that impressed me the most yesterday is he did a backflip after he won. That was pretty cool. Athletic as hell. Yeah. And uh, he wasn't the only one, only All-American up there. Uh, Swan from uh, Central got it too, didn't he? Yep, yep. He made All-American honors up up in Fargo as well. Awesome. But congratulations to Jacob. That's that's phenomenal. We we're rooting for you, buddy. Down all the way down here in Carrollton. So, um, I'm in Villa or Bryce is in Villa or Common Brandon. So we're rooting for you, buddy. <laughs> the Carrollton area. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Attorney says Northwestern is having. Um, <clears throat> attorney says Northwestern having existed within athletic pro. Hazing existed. Holy crap! You all I right can there, read, everyone? <laughs> Good. <laughs> Hazing existed within the athletic program. Yeah, man. I think this spans uh, outside of football and baseball. Like the more they're digging into this, the more they, the more they find this might have not been just exclusive to those uh, two, two sports. Um, yeah, uh, you know, Lloyd Yates, a quarterback from Northwestern from 15 to 17, said, "I find it hard to believe that the coaches were not aware of what was taking place in the locker room." Uh, so we'll uh, we'll see what we'll see what unravels there, but it's not good, man. It, I, it's not going to be as bad as the Penn State stuff um, because I, I don't, from what I have read, it's not of the same validity or the you know the same kind of allegations. Um, but it's certainly it's certainly not good, and this is not going to be a a happy ending for uh, for Northwestern athletic program. Dequan Barkley, Moles sitting out the season, says, "Quote." I might have to, unquote. Yeah, this is uh, kind of amid the stalemate that he has with the Giants over a long-term deal. Um, Barkley discussed his uh, his leverage, sort of where he's at in his contract negotiations and everything on the uh, the Monday the Money Matters podcast, and it was kind of interesting, man. I uh, I, di- I didn't know Barkley was considering this. Right now, he's going to be playing this season under a ten million dollar franchise tag. Uh, and Barkley really wanted to get that long-term deal done. And, yeah, if he doesn't get a long-term deal done, Saquon is saying that he is considering sitting out this whole season. It's insane, isn't it? It is nuts, man. It's, you have $10 million sitting on a table right there, and you're not – I mean, I understand it. Running backs have a short shelf life, and you got to make your money when you can. Um, but, yeah, this kind of blows my mind. Uh, Aaron Judge says Shohei Itani setting the AL home run mark quote would be exciting unquote yeah that's pretty cool that's neat when you get I, I don't know I, th- I think it's kind of neat when you see camaraderie in baseball I don't I don't know if this happens in other sports like you, just, you don't see this in other sports like I feel like it's unique to baseball um you know Aaron Judge said he'd, he'd be cheering on Otani if if he got close to beating the AL home run mark uh, he said it'd be exciting for the game if he went out there and and got 63-plus, so we'll see what happens. Um, I, I think my biggest question is if he eclipses that 63-plus mark, will it be with the Angels at the end of the season? Yeah, that's not, that's not a bad thing to say because, honestly, like baseball is one of those those games that you, know, you want to see the game grow. And if you have 
a home run chase, the game's going to grow. I mean, look at what happened in 1998 after the strike happened in 94. Um, 98 was the best thing to happen, regardless of if it was brought on by steroids. 98 was the best thing to happen to to baseball. Um, well, they had to do it. Because they had of, to do it to bring back the fans that were pissed off at the strike. They had to do something. They had to come up with some way, and that's that's why baseball largely turned a blind eye to the steroids. Yeah, that, that Sosa McGuire home run chase was ridiculous. So Shohei Otani setting a new home run mark would be, I agree, it would be exciting as hell. Yeah, especially for a young man that right now. Do what? Where is he sitting right now? Thirty-five, I think. Um, I think he is at thirty-five. Uh, um, yes, thirty-five. And you know, you know who's sitting right there, right behind him, old Matty Olson with thirty. Um, but yeah, Otani with uh, with thirty-five, thirty-five home runs right now, uh, and a three point five ERA. Stupid. 139 Ks. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see if Otani finishes the season out with the Angels, though, man. I, I kind of got a sneaky feeling that old Cuzzy's going to be on a different team coming into the season. Uh, foul ball fractures the leg of Marlins third base coach Jody Reed yesterday. That was bad. That was that was bad. Uh, foul, foul ball that came off the uh, the bat of Jesus Sanchez. Yeah, that was that was not good. That made me that made me kind of cringe. Broke his leg. <laughs> <laughs> that sucks. When you man. Clippers, right? Yeah, it, it it was bad. I knew it hurt. You know, most most coaches are older guys, probably in their in their mid fifties, late fifties, early sixties, and stuff. Uh, and yeah, it, it gave it old crack a do. Not good, man. You're gonna go. He's gonna go out there next time in a full catcher's gear, like full like medieval knight armor. <laughs> Ain't getting me this time, buddy. Finally, today, 1976, Hank Aaron greatest of all time right now hits 755th home run in his last home run in his career off angels dick drago excuse me what was was that ivan's dad apparently ivan drago ivan drago see yeah. the bad thing is is you messed me up i know <laughs> so, now, like, i don't know if that name's real or not week, like now, like now i'm <laughs> double checking this before no, 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 that name's really not <laughs> Uh, I didn't mess with that one. Um, Dick Drago was apparently a real <laughs> baseball player. What he a was. name. Yeah. I looked it up. What, what a name. That's what's one of those guys I'm going to go to baseball reference and go look up his career. Uh, I bet I bet he was fun. I bet he was fun at the after at the after parties for the games. He has an IMDB page, too. Does he? Yeah. Wow. That's when you know you're big. Old Dick. I don't. I would not assume. Okay. I'll look at him. And yeah. Dick Drago. Still alive, seventy-eight years old. Like a porn star, doesn't he? Yes, he does. Born in Toledo, Ohio. Born in Toledo, Ohio. Let's see who he played for. Played for the Mariners, Red Sox, old Dick Drago. What a name! Played for a long time. Played uh, played thirteen seasons in the majors. Anything else? Wolf? Nah, man. Let's get out of here on a Friday, Junior. Friday, Junior. Thank goodness. Yep. We're, we're getting close to the weekend. Once you get to noon uh, today, it's all downhill to the weekend. I hope so. I hope so. Uh, for Bryce Farling, I am Billy Lindahl. Join us tomorrow as we will have our Mount Zion Eagles preview, as well as I'm sure the incredible Pulp Lemonade Software and Dollar segment, which we need to get better at. Barf. Uh, no joke, dude. As well as a lot more. <laughs> Uh, we will talk to you tomorrow, same time, same place. Shake your neighbor! Just shake them! Shake your neighbor!